This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, deleted WrestleZone, very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, folks. So welcome back, listeners here. So we got some interesting topics that we need to discuss here. Now, our first one, if you guys have been aware recently, this past Sunday in Japan time, we celebrated the Bullet Club birthday. That's right. Bullet Club had their birthday this past Sunday. As you know, Bullet Club has been making headways since this year. First, it was, of course, you know, Jay White ordering the excommunication of the G.O.D. and Yado out of Bullet Club. But however, certain moves have taken place. In the recent Dondaku event that took place on the fifth, on the first of May, the first one was the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. Now, keep in mind, Chase Owens and Balak Fale had challenged for these titles against <coughs> the United Empire, and of course, Bushimon, consistent of Chaos members uh, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, wanted another shot at them. So. You know, the United Empire, you know, they're trying to prove how dominant they are. Well, unfortunately, they had to play the gamble <coughs> with the factor is they played right into their hand. And unfortunately, it was Chase Owens who picked up an interesting victory for the Bullet Club to re- to obtain these titles. Now, our next one is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, where Taiji Shimuri has always beaten Desperado. Now, Desperado has not lost, has lost on Taiji Shimuri long before he became champion. But this time he was believed confident enough that he could do it. But however, Taiji Shimuri was able to exploit a weakness onto Desperado to win. However, Desperado's biggest mistake is the same mistake that he applied with Kaguchika Okada, where he, in fact, tried to pull off the pinchy loco finisher, and he tried to do it twice. But somehow, in the second try, it was, a f- in fact, um, Taiji Shimuri who picked up a counter and put him in, in some sort of an arm bar. And for Taiji Shimuri, he won these titles, bringing him home back to Bullet Club. Now, the most interesting thing that took place later on that night is right after the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship was finally been held. As you know, Tanahashi <coughs> won that match. However, Chase Owens comes out to congratulate Tanahashi. Now, we initially thought that he was planning to challenge for that title, but however, it did not. Basically, for Chase Owens, he looked at it as like, you know what? I got this title, the tag titles. So you can keep that. But, how- but however, I don't know where a guy in the hood, in the mask hood, showed up attacked Tanahashi, and it revealed to be Juice Robinson. Now, that is a shocker no one expected. Many people say, why? Why would he join Bullet Club? Not to mention his deep um, rivalry with Jay White. If you guys remember, these these guys had a match not too long, like a couple years ago in 2018 for this particular title. But the real question now remains, did... Did Jay White had anything to do with it? Well, the answer to that, he did. 
<coughs> but that does not end there. Tamatanga has defeated the House of Torture leader and member of the Bullet Club, Evil, for the never open weight title. But out of the blue, here comes the Good Brothers. Attack Tamatanga. And now has been told that Carl Anderson, he's out to get the never open weight title away from Tamatanga to reign supreme for the Bullet Club. But that does not end there. People thought that Jay White was not even in Japan, was not going to be in Japan. He did. He showed up, made his presence known right after the match between Kaguchika Okada and Naito, and then he declared himself as the challenger and believing that he runs the show, that he's, you know, this and that, you know, that he will, that this is still there, that he will obtain <coughs> the IWGP world title soon enough. This is a rivalry these two have had in the past, but now Jay White is being more serious the ever it was before. So we'll see where it goes from there. Now, our next topic, you may have heard about this already this past week and this past week. If you guys remember, this is nothing new to everybody. We were some people were expecting it. As you know, every year after WrestleMania, there's a string of cuts and releases that take place. But if you guys remember, April 15th, 2020 will be the year known as Black Wednesday because that was the year where 40-plus staff members with in WWE were released. But this time, <coughs> more releases took place. Now, here who are they released? Dexter Loomis, Malcolm Bivens, Harlan, Dakota Kai, Persia Parada, Mila Milani, Draco Anthony, Sanjana George, and Paige Prinzavali. Now, Paige, she's a referee from my understanding, but I was a bit disturbed with the idea of Persia and Dexter rele were being released because they were in the in that storyline where, of course, that whole thing. But I don't know. It's like, what the fuck? Recently on NXT, we see that Indy and Duke were about to make out. I don't know what is going on in that scenario. And Malcolm Bivens, man, he did a, f a fantastic job that he was doing with Diamond Mine. But the rumors were surfacing that he was that he chose not to resign with WWE. Now I'm going to assume that maybe there's something that we don't know. Maybe that that this is something that, of course, that maybe what Ember Moon had talked about. It's always been about the creative thing, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Then I look at Harlan. I'm like, okay, I don't know what it is about Harlan. But the one that surprised me the most was Dakota Kai. I don't know what is the deal with Dakota Kai about why did they release her. I mean, it was so shocking to me that that happened. But I don't know. But she did talk about how she was thankful for her fans, people who support her. But she did state it that this is not she's not done yet. But she will not go back using her old name, Evie. She said that part of that chapter is done. I'm assuming that she's going to take a page out of Ruby Soho's playbook. If you guys don't remember what I'm talking about, if you guys remember Ruby Soho before she was Ruby, she had an, another name prior before WWE called Heidi Loveless. Now, when Ruby was released from WWE as Ruby Riot, a lot of people speculated that Ruby was going to go back as Heidi Loveless. But however... 
she decided to shut down that side of her past and move forward with a new name. But she did say that she wanted to keep the name Ruby. But if you guys remember, Lars Fredericks of Rancid told her, you guys, you have our blessing to use the name Ruby Soho because that's the name of the song. And I have, I'm feeling that Dakota Khan may have something similar to what's going to happen with her. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I know many people will say this is kind of bullshit that they released her. I agree. It, it's kind of strange that certain people in storylines were already been released. I don't know what the hell is that all about. But you know how WWE is. Now, you may have remembered this story I covered before. The working relationship between AEW and New Japan. As you know, we have the <coughs> uh, the collaboration with them on the Forbidden Door on June 26th at the United Center. Now, many fans have speculated, will Stardom be there? However, that's not the case. Now, some people were disappointed, but here's the reason why they're not being there. Apparently, on that particular day, they do have another event taking place on Fukuoka. Now, uh, there are reports indicating that Stardom are interesting in building a relationship. Now, some people did say, why, uh, why can't um, they use uh, the girls from Tokyo Shi Pro or Gato Move to to put the fill up the void? To be honest with you, it's because they can't. It's not part of the Bushi Road um, ladder. That's the problem. So, basically, I'm assuming they want to keep this one out for the time being. But <coughs> they did say that uh, they're interested in bringing in Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa to, to Japan. And Julia, if you guys may or know, know this from Stardom, Julia from Stardom actually said she wants to wrestle Ty Conti. I'm like, hmm, I would love to see that. That's going to be a good match to watch. Now... Dave Meltzer said he does believe there is a possibility of a a team up, uh, a uh, more of a super show they can do together, one that could take place on December thirtieth, which is right near the end of the year. But uh, here's the reason why: it's not far too off for this particular day, away from the annual Wrestle Kingdom. I'm like, hmm. I see what Dave Meltzer was talking about. You know, it, it would make absolute sense on that, you know. Now, the real question is, when can we hear from this? Now, keep in mind, <coughs> I'm sure Tony Khan and many representatives of AEW are in direct talks with stardom. We don't know when, but I'm sure many fans would like to see that. We do know that certain wrestlers like Iwili Yuta will participate in the best of the Super Juniors, but the real question is, who would we like to see in AEW, in the women's division, fly to Japan to go to stardom? And now we can say something. Who would you like to see from a from stardom to come to AEW? Now, personally, I would like to see certain members of the Cosmic Angels, um, like Mina Shirakawa, because if you guys know this, uh, she can speak English. She's been speaking it for almost... 16 years now, and that would make sense. Uh, I know Waka can, but yeah. Uh, who would I would see? I would like to see certain members from Queen's Quest, Oda Tai. We'll see about that day when that day comes. Now, our next topic here is the very interesting. Now, we're not calling this releases. Let's just call it AEW personnel no, uh, with no, uh, did not resign. Here are the names they kind of they it was 
broadcast. It was Joey Janela, Marco Stunt, and Jack Evans, and Stu Grayson. Now, the reason they're not calling this releases is because uh, they're just letting their contracts expired. Unlike WWE, we know that when wrestlers are saying, I want to have my release, um, that kind of goes in into like, okay. But however, they're just letting these contracts expire because uh, Tony Khan is making very, very tough decisions in every way possible. Now, he's trying to build the perfect, uh, the best um, roster in AEW. It's totally understandable. Now, Joey Janela, we haven't seen him that much. He's only been around in dark that much. Marco Stunt, uh, we haven't seen him since last year. Jack Evans, the same thing. But Stu was a very interesting one that I did learn about. But apparently, from what is being told, uh, that he couldn't come up with an agreement with his contract with Tony Khan. But uh, Tony Khan did say that... Um, it's not off the board for him to, not off the table for him to bring him back. I mean, I, I'm sure people will love to see him come back. That's that's a definite plus right there. So that's pretty much on that side. Now, let's talk about a match that took place in stardom during the Cinderella Tournament Finals. <coughs> I'm talking about the high-speed championship match. Oh my god. That is one of the best matches I loved in that particular one. Now, why is that? Let's talk about it. If you guys know what high speed is, I'll tell you. High speed is almost similar to the cruiserweight or junior heavyweight division we had in this particular match. May Shiruga of Choco of Choco Pro and Got to Move taking on Azumi who is the champion. Now, this match happened like this. May Shiruga participated in the Cinderella tournament, Cinderella uh, Ro Battle Royale or Rumble match that took place in the World, in the world Climax. Uh, I believe it took place last March on that two-day event. May Shiruga was the surprise winner. Now, Azumi just recently during that time has defeated and it won a triple threat match <coughs> against Koguma and Natsupoi. But out of nowhere, here comes Mei Shiruga making her presence known. And of course, it was no secret to me that she wants to challenge for the high speed because she is an amazing wrestler. Even if she's only doing that whole chocolate square stuff, she did an amazing job, and I was, like, blown away with this match. You know who was blown away with this match? I'll tell you who was blown away. Tom Filthy Lawler. He praises this match, and they're not the only ones, folks. There were others that praised this match. I have to say, they're right. This is the best match ever. I was impressed, but we cannot forget about those motherfucking haters. You want to know who is the one of those haters? I'll tell you. That motherfucking Disco Inferno. He said that that match was the main event. Bullshit. That wasn't the main event. <coughs> 
that was like third uh, to last of the of the main of the mat of the event because after this one they had of course the Cinderella turn in the finals. But Kenny Omega, Don Callis, several other people called out Disco Inferno, slamming his monkey ass for what he said about the Yoshi wrestlers, particularly in this match. And we, we can say this all the time about this. Maybe guys like Disco Inferno maybe has lushed, lost touch of time, or he doesn't even know what the fuck is going on in the stardom bandwagon. If he doesn't understand what the fuck is going on, he needs to get out of the freaking bus. That's what he needs to do. Now, if you guys ask me, did I trash that monkey ass? Well, I wish I could, but, you know, people already said the words that I was looking for, but, you know, no need. But like I said, this match was awesome. You guys should check it out. Trust me. Now, let's talk about something else that took place. If you guys have noticed, ever since the pandemic in Japan, <coughs> not a lot of international wrestlers were allowed to return because of the pandemic. But boy, we have that already lifted up. We had wrestlers coming in. But one wrestler had made a big impact in pro wrestling, Noah. This took place in Majestic N uh, in Innovation. That is Ninja Mac. Yes, folks. Ninja Mac, have you ever seen him? He's part... <coughs> You've seen him on GCW. Man, that motherfucker is one of the craziest wrestlers and high flyers I've ever seen. And oh boy, I was impressed what he could do. How he... He actually impressed everyone, including the the Japanese commentating team. And this is no joke. And people praise him for what he can bring to the table. Now, he was planning to go to Pro Wrestling Noah before, but now that people can see him, it's like, wow. The ninja is home to Japan where he belongs. And I think that's what people felt. <coughs> His match was a it, it's a <coughs> excuse me it was a three way between Alpha Wolf versus uh, Dragon Bane and himself. It was great. I have to say I enjoyed that match completely. It was unbelievable. He won that match because the way it goes, Dragon's Bane eliminated Alpha Wolf and then he got eliminated by um. <coughs> by Ninja Mac when he applied the Phoenix Splash 360 and it was over. I was, wow. It was great. Now our last thing we're going to talk about is, let's call it the U.S. Expedition of DDT Pro Wrestling star Konosuke Takasha. Now, if you guys know who he is, he is this 24-year-old wrestler who has won the KOD Openweight Championship four times. Now, Last month, he talked about going on an expedition. Going, He's planning to come to AEW. If you guys know this, he's good friends with Kenny Omega. But he's not just making appearances in, in AEW. He just recently made appearances in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. And he had one hell of a match right there. But however, he was called out by the new Pro Wrestling Gorilla champion, Red Death himself. Daniel Garcia. 
So he issued a challenge to him. And of course, he accepted. But right now, he is now making headways in various promotions across the country here in the U.S. He's going to be appearing in Prestige down in Oregon. And then down in Jersey, the Garden State Pro Wrestling. Every freaking promotion in the regions would like to have him. I mean, my God, if you guys ever seen the guy, you know he's going to throw in a good impression on everybody, you know, what he can do. And I think that's what's a good thing because he wasn't here in the state last time on a big way. But now he is. It's like now he's making a big impression. So I can't wait to see what else he's going to do. So I will follow more on this. So if you guys are watching my YouTube channel, then you guys know I will follow on that too as well. So I think that's pretty much it what I got right now. So I'll see you guys on the next time on this podcast. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!